even if you work really hard and you make a lot of money and you get the house in Hawaii or you win the lottery or you marry the perfect person or you have, it doesn't actually change your happiness level. That's Dr. Shauna Shapiro. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in with me as we close out our week with returning speaker, author, and professor who is best known and recognized for her work in mindfulness and self-compassion. And today she's here to talk about happiness and specifically our happiness set point. And she points out in her talk that we all naturally have a disposition to happiness. Some of us may have a high happiness disposition, and some of us may have a lower disposition to being happy. But if you fall within the lower category, the promising news is that we all have the ability to change that and creep up a little higher on that happiness spectrum through something called neuroplasticity, which is a basically a pretty fancy word for the brain's ability to physically change itself. And in this case, change itself to be happier. And in her talk, she's going to share what the research has shown and how we can do it and get started right away. So without further ado, here's Dr. Shauna Shapiro. Enjoy. Some of the research that I think is most interesting and and actually most optimistic is the research on meditation and the brain. So I want to give you just very brief background. This has nothing to do with meditation. But basically, positive and negative emotions look different in the brain. So when we're feeling happy, joyful, vital, alert, we have higher left-to-right ratios in our prefrontal cortex. When we're feeling depressed, anxious, um, in fact, even people who have post-traumatic stress disorder or severe depression, we, have much, we see much greater activity in the right-to-left ratio in the prefrontal cortex, which is this part of the brain that developed um, more recently. So when they did a study on meditators, they brought in this um, Tibetan Lama, and what they found is that his left-to-right ratio was much higher than any of the other 175 subjects they brought into the laboratory. And so they asked, is this just a random artifact? Right? Was he kind of born happy, and so then he decided to be a monk and a meditator and meditate? Or did the tens of thousands of hours that he had dedicated to this practice actually have an impact? So they did the gold standard, which is a randomized controlled trial. They took 41 biotechnology employees who had never meditated. They, right, if they can do it, anyone can. <laughs> um, they randomly assigned them into a, a mindfulness group taught by John Kabat-Zinn or a weightless group, and then they looked is there change in the activity of the brain? And what they found is that four months later, there was significant differences in this left-to-right ratio, where they had much greater activity in left-to-right with greater positive emotions, vitality. 
This is extraordinarily hopeful, and I want to explain why for those of you who aren't psychologists. In psychology, there's something called a happiness set point, and it's been repeated over and over again in the research that we find that people basically, just like you have a weight set point, you basically have this kind of continuum of happiness that you're born with, and you can't really move it too far. So what they found is that when you win the lottery, you have this initial blip of, yes, life's going to be great forever, and then a year later, you're back to your baseline level of happiness. If you're in a terrible accident and you become a paraplegic, you have this huge dip, and then within one year, you're back almost to your baseline. When I first read this, I thought it was shocking, so surprising, and yet they replicate it again and again. So this is great news if you were born happy, right? It's like... <laughs> It doesn't matter, you know, you get divorced, you lose your job, whatever, and you just pop back up. It's like you're a Bobo doll. <laughs> this isn't such good news for, for most of the people that I work with who are coming to see me, where they weren't necessarily born happy. And so even if you work really hard and you make a lot of money and you get the house in Hawaii or you win the lottery or you marry the perfect person or you have, it, it doesn't actually change your happiness level. What is so hopeful about this new research is what it says is that even though changing your exterior circumstances, winning the lottery, doesn't change your happiness level, changing your interior landscape can. Changing our interior environment through training the mind and heart and body in these practices can actually shift our levels of happiness. Richie Davidson, who is the principal investigator of the study, he says, Happiness can be trained because the very structure of our brain can be modified. So what he's talking about here is neuroplasticity. Our repeated experiences shape our brain. Does this remind you of anything? Right? It's exactly what this monk told me. What we practice becomes stronger. Everything that we practice, every single moment matters. So these are brains from Harvard. I think that makes them a little more special. <laughs> um, and basically, Sarah Lazar did this wonderful early research, and what she found is that meditators, the actual parts of their brain that have to do with attention, concentration, emotional intelligence, compassion, those parts of the brain actually get stronger, bigger. It's, what, it's called cortical thickening. And that this thickening is correlated with practice. What we practice gets stronger. So the way I like to think of it is we have these super highways of habits. And they're just like, they're well-grooved pathways in our brain, right? They just, you know, they're what we automatically do. And what mindfulness is helping us start to do is to kind of like build, kind of like, I, I think of it as like digging a country road. You're, you're, you're clearing all the brambles in your brain. You're creating this new neural pathway that's like, oh, I'm in actually do it with compassion this time, or with a little more patience, or a little more presence. And so instead of going down that same superhighway of habit, we're shifting and we're going down a different pathway. And every single time that we do this, we're strengthening that pathway so that eventually that pathway becomes the habit. Big thanks to Dr. Shauna Shapiro for stopping by. Her website is drshonashapiro.com. Her Instagram is also drshonashapiro. And her latest book is entitled Good Morning, I Love You, Mindfulness and Self-Compassion Practices to Rewire Your Brain 
for calm, clarity, and joy. And I will have all the links to connect with her and her work in the show description, as well as a link to the entire talk. And that is a wrap for me. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I hope you have an amazing and wonderful weekend. And I will see you back here on Monday. So until then, stay strong. Later.